one of the major takeaways from from last year from and from our time when we were all virtual is um, how much capacity students actually have to direct the instruction and support teachers. Um, they were, I know I heard over and over from our faculty um, how game-changing it was to engage with students when we were having technology challenges, when we were facing technology challenges, and that often the students were the best teachers in that environment. The, the great opportunity ahead of us to transform education by elevating student voice, and this is one example of that. Welcome to Invitations to Listen, where we amplify stories of learning. Let's go behind the scenes, one story at a time, and learn alongside each other. I'm Summer Johnson. And I'm Nishi Langhorn, and you are invited to listen to today's story of learning. All right, well, we are so excited today to continue talking with some Tech Squad members, and we're at Rocky Run middle school today with Anushka and Emmy who are going to share um, their story of, of being Tech Squad members and also joined by their ESPITs, Pam Galietta and their principal, Dr. Goodlow. So thank you all so much um, for being here today and, and sharing your story. So before we get, you know, to, to talk more about um, the Tech Squad here at Rocky Run, um, you know, that story and, and what you plan to be doing and some challenges with that and what to look forward to, just curious to know, you know, your stories, both Emmy and Anushka, how you came into this role and whatever you want to share about yourself. Uh, hi, I'm Anushka. Um, I have been a Tech Padawan at Rocky Run for a little bit over a year. I joined last year in seventh grade. When I heard about the team, I was really interested, mainly because I wanted to help my peers and also in the process learn more about technology myself. Um, I've had a lot of fun on the team. Miss Galietta and Miss Wild, they're awesome. So it's a, it's a really fun thing to do. So my story started all the way in third grade. And um, so third grade Emily, she wasn't really the um, best person. She was really insecure about herself and very um, hard on herself. And that was the same year I found out I was dyslexic. And I was very, very confused and very concerned of what that word was because I thought it was a bad thing. And I thought I was going to be a lot different from everyone else. But now I know that it's not. So that same year, I um, heard something called the Paw Tech Squad, um, led by Miss Lysi and Miss Wooden. So I joined that, and they were those two definitely pushed me out of my shell and um, got me to where I am today. Were you? Did you make a video when you were at Poplar Tree about oh, your experience? Okay, yeah. so you already are viral. I now yes, I know. Okay. Yeah, that's why we recognize your face. Yeah, in fifth grade. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Emily also, or Emmy, sorry, recently um, did a presentation for the RATE conference with our assistive technology, amazing assistive technology department, um, and Ashley Kylie is our um, assistive technology teacher here, and so she shared um, some of the support that Emily provided um, and information for that conference. So that was, that was really cool. <clears throat> we just had the pleasure of speaking with the Paw Tech Squad at Poplar Tree, so it's really cool to see kind of the you know, the, the progression and the journey of going from the Pawtech squad to the Padawan. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
So I know, and then we have, um, at the, and, and we can talk a little bit about how it does change, like our ability um, to, because when you get into middle school, you've got um, a bunch of different teachers, and that's a big transition, and that has an impact on the schedule, um, and finding time to bring a tech team together can be a little bit more of a challenge. Um, and but we I think navigated pretty well here and um, Anushka's experience was pretty cool because she joined the team during the pandemic mm. so she was able to initially start working with the team virtually and then towards the end of the year we got to do some of the in-person um, she was helped us with collection and stuff so I'll try to you know maybe you can share more about that eventually Anushka uh. Dr. Goodlow, while we have you here, would love to hear kind of the administrator's role in the creation of and the maintenance of a student tech squad. Well, thanks. Um, I would say the credit needs to go where it's due, and that is really our SFITs and TSPAC. Um, so uh, Ms. Gallietta and Ms. Wild, um, who really um, engage students. And I think it, it starts truly with a focus on um, the priority that we want to hear student voice and so Pam is actually a champion for student voice which I'm so grateful to be able to collaborate with her on some projects around engaging students we feel it's critical at the middle school level um, to, to really hear what students have to say to have them direct um, a big part of their learning and to connect with their peers to provide support so the Padawan group is just a natural um, way for students to connect with one another and share a passion for technology and how to help one another. And it's just one of the many vehicles we have here at Rocky Run to capture student voice and feedback. Um, you know, this year one of our big focuses for all students is to try to capture their voice and help them feel empowered um, and to feel like they get to influence decisions that are being made at Rocky Run. So that's actually in our school improvement and innovation plan. And I think Anushka and Emmy are going to hear a lot more about that in the coming weeks um, in terms of what our next steps are going to be to get students to share with us what they need and how they can guide their learning, their own learning. Love that. It, it's reminding me of a book that Summer and I are both reading called Street Data. Yes. And it's kind of a revolutionary book, but it's such a simple idea, which is to start with the students mm -hmm. and to start with the student voice and to really you, you know, use those student voices to drive the decision making in schools. And it sounds like you're doing that here at Rocky Run. Yes, we have a group reading that um, street data as well here at Rocky Run, and that's guiding a lot of our work. And I think with, um, from the, the technology team perspective is something that we've done over the years is really involve students in the technology um, professional learning for teachers. And we've had students lead um, that learning for teachers. And so the, some of our, our high school Padawans who have moved on to the high school, I tried to reach out to them and hopefully you'll get a chance at some point to connect with them. Um, it's just hard to coordinate with schedules so they couldn't be here for this conversation. But um, the, our, our Padawans here today haven't necessarily gotten a chance to do that just given the course of the past two years with the pandemic. Again, I say that though, I'm looking at Emmy and I know Emmy has been heavily involved with um, teacher professional learning, so we have to go back to that. <laughs> but um, I do, we do feel that that is connected to um, students driving change, of specific, specifically like instructional um, impact of student voice. And so we have really explored that here, and that's what I'm hoping. Um, you know, we can like with Anushka and this team now that we're back in the building, um, and especially also given our school improvement goals and everything. We're really focused on doing that and I'm hoping um, to really move forward with that this year. So, 
<clears throat> That's incredible. I mean, talk about student-centered, right. where you have students leading the professional learning in the building. How empowering, like you said, and you know how powerful to co-create those experiences with students and teachers and administrators together. I'm curious, Anushka, I'll put you on the spot only because, um, you know, you and then Emmy as well, but the, since you haven't, uh, I know we, we've talked with the student tech team, um, and we were going to do a, some town hall type activities last year, but what would you maybe um, envision as far as, like, if you were going to support teachers with learning around, especially with our new technology tools this year, we have Schoology, we have some other new tools that teachers have access to. Is there anything that jumps in your mind that you think our, um, like our team could support this year? I think it would be really cool if the team could uh, do a presentation for the teachers all together as a team. That way we could feel supported by each other. And then if other students were interested, students who aren't necessarily on the team, but who are really interested in helping the learning for everybody, um, it would be really fun for other students to have the chance to do something like that. And that way they could also be more involved and it would be a huge group of students joining together to explain to teachers. And then teachers in that sense would also get to see the way that students learn because if students make a presentation, then teachers get to see how the students learn from that. That's wonderful. That's giving me some ideas, actually. <laughs> yeah. And what, what you just said, too, is very similar to what we heard at Poplar Tree. We were talking to Alejandro there, and he was talking about what, we, like, like what you're saying. you got to build capacity. got to you know, start small and, then, and continue to grow and, and get it out there, what the work that you all are doing. So we'd love to hear what you're currently learning. What are you, what are you learning around being a, a Padawan that's, that's helping you? support your school so what i'm learning is um how to um, actually reach out and use my voice because coming back from the year we just had it was kind of crazy but um finding my voice and actually telling people because i know i have seen people who don't listen don't care about anything teachers say and i um, understand that teachers get frustrated with that because they're trying to like teach a group of like 20 something seventh graders that don't care so i'm definitely trying to find different ways to teach others not just like stand up pointing at the board this is how you do this program that's why i like um emmy i was able to um, watch her presentation for the rate conference and she did it was an immersive reader that you covered yeah um and i think i i hope we shared it out with some of our teachers and i hope that they were able to view it because i do think it has a lot of meaning when it comes from um the student perspective and how that tool not only so not only are the teachers learning how the tool works but they're also learning how it impacts the um student and, and learning and everything so um i guess Emma, do you so do you feel it makes a difference when you when you share that or when you maybe like tell teachers how to use a tool definitely so what i think is um Words come stronger from the student, not the teacher, when like the student advocates for themselves and like not the parent telling the teacher that their kid's um, having a problem. So the kid actually going up to the teacher saying, this is what I'm struggling with. I need you to help me. That's such a great life skill. And I feel like that's also so important for this stage of your life in middle school is to develop that skill of advocating for yourself and not relying on you know, your parents to 
to advocate for you. It's such a great skill to develop. And I also love what you said, Emmy, about um, you know that teaching is very different now. It shouldn't be this the teacher at this at the front of the classroom, but really it's you know we all learn in different ways. And so, how can we use this technology to really help us? You know, cater to every different learning style, right? Mm-hmm. Not just the students who can sit and get information and then retain it, which is probably very few. Anushka, what about you? What are what are you learning? Uh, so right now, one of the biggest things I'm learning is how to um, make sure that everybody gets the message. I think that there are some people who. Uh, pay a lot more attention to what's happening related to technology and like Emmy said there are some people who just really don't care so trying to get the message to everybody is so important mainly so that when they learn about something they can also give us feedback Um, if if they don't know what is happening then how can they uh, help us so it's all a big cycle if we help them if we teach them they can give us feedback and it'll help us make everything better Uh, for the students. So getting the message to everybody is really important. That's one of the biggest things I'm learning right now. Ms. Galeata or Dr. Goodlow, (laughs) anything you want to share about what you're learning? Sure. I think one thing I think that we have been needing to do over the past two years especially is learning on learning, or or I guess unlearning, I don't know how to say it, yeah, learning on learning. And so I know you said you mentioned the cycle and there's been, I think that's really important. And so we've had to learn new ways to engage our, I know at the middle school level, engage our technology team here. Um, We know how important social and emotional learning is, so we have to prioritize that. And with our tech team, we we traditionally have used some of that time that is now allotted for social emotional learning as it should be. Um, We, you know, we need to figure out, that's, that's when we had previously worked with our student tech team, brought everyone together, and so we're in a process this year of trying to just rethink how and when um, to meet with our team in order to be able to have the team come together. So um, I know right now our tech team is really focused on learning how to initiate um, some more of our, our work this year, just given just changes that we've had to navigate the past few years. And so um, I think and I think we are trying to learn how to make an impact um, as our team comes together and just always find ways to, um, to, I guess, deliver and engage the, our community. I think that's what I was trying to get to. Sorry about that. But no, it's just, um, we, it, we've had to do that this past year. I think we all can relate to that in all of our roles. It, it's, it, it's figuring out how to, to work as a team again. So I think that's what we're doing this year. And I think experiences like this, I know with Anushka and Emmy being able to be here and have this conversation. We have some students um, presenting, I guess, presenting, having a talk at VISD this weekend. So I think hopefully that'll sort of invigorate um, the team a little bit this year. Um, last year, we, we just tried to really build community last year. Um, Anushka can attest to this, but we would just have dance parties and have our meetings and just have fun questions of the day. Um, and we did do some planning. We were going to have um, a student town hall or hot cocoa, virtual hot cocoa, uh, reflecting on distance learning. Um, but we just had challenges over the past um, year getting our, our team, um, continuing our team going. So that's where I think we are focused on learning as a team this year is, is figuring out a new way to function. Well, and just to piggyback on that a little bit, um, I think 
one of the major takeaways from from last year from and from our time where we were all virtual is um, how much capacity students actually have to direct the instruction and support teachers. Um, they were, I know I heard over and over from our faculty um, how game-changing it was to engage with students when we were having technology challenges, when we were facing technology challenges, and that often the students were the best teachers in that environment. Um, you know, we've talked about that term in the past, digital natives, they, this, this is what they've grown up with. Um, and so they were helping guide some of the work that we did to ensure that our instruction was engaging um, and responsive to learning needs. And so I think right now where we are um, is we want to capitalize on those lessons learned. And so continuing to elevate student voice, to empower, to listen, and, and really um, engage students um, and the faculty, as Pam was talking about, um, is critical because we don't want to lose those lessons. We have an opportunity to transform the way we um, provide instruction daily, and I think Emmy was hitting on it, that you, we've got to find, you've got to find the ways that engage all students. There isn't one way, and we can learn from each other. So I, I think that's my biggest takeaway, is how we have the, the great opportunity ahead of us to transform education by elevating student voice, and this is one example of that. So true, and I was just listening to the Brene Brown, the Dare to Lead podcast, and she was talking about, I think she called this the great awkward, that we're in this kind of great awkward period, and you know, that a lot of people are going back to work or back to, back to whatever, you know, January 1st or in 2022, and how can we really leverage this moment in time, this kind of pause that's happened, and create a fresh start for ourselves, right? And it sounds like you all are doing that here and using it as an opportunity to really amplify your voices and to empower you to, you know, direct instruction, like you said, which is, I think, so powerful at this particular moment in time. I that I know, um, you know, where Anushka and I talked a little bit about this before we, uh, when I mentioned the podcast to her, and she, we, we were talking about how, you know, last year Anushka was virtual, and then we got... Anushka came into the building and supported us with laptop collection along with some of her team members. And so it made me think a lot about how um, student technology leaders grow in their um, leadership skills and also their confidence. And um, I know, Emmy, you touched on this earlier, so I'm, I'm definitely interested to hear from you about it. But I know with Anushka, um, do you feel that some of those experiences um, you know, whereas it was different last year, do you think that some of those experience, and you came in over the summer and worked a little bit as well, do you think that helped you grow as a leader? I think it definitely helped me grow as a leader when we were all working together, um, not just as a leader, but more as somebody who's able to collaborate with multiple people. When we were in here working for laptop collection, we would rotate, we would decide when to rotate, and I feel like I was more confident because at the end of the day, I had ac accomplished this big task of collecting so many different laptops from so many different students, and we all did such a great job. We were all proud of ourselves, and I think um, by leading everybody or by collaborating with everybody, I know how, as a leader, when I act as a leader, I can help in the future um, and collaborate and take everybody's ideas into account. Yeah, I definitely do think I have grown as a leader because um, third grade me wasn't really um, wanting to like um, share with others because I didn't really know how to, but when I started getting older, I knew that 
Um, teachers um, actually care when students tell them what's wrong because if you don't say anything to them, they don't know if you're struggling in any way. Having, having that advocacy, I think, is a big part of leadership and um, student just growth as leaders. But Anushka, you reminded me of something when you were talking about the laptop collection because Anushka and a couple of members of the tech team were working with teachers to do that process of collecting laptops. And it made me think of a few years ago, um, we did a faculty breakout EDU uh, in a meeting and we had our tech team members actually working with the teachers to solve the breakout EDU. Um, and just that experience, I think, uh, like they, having that, the students and teachers working together even, it can be a very neat experience um, and, a, and a cool growth opportunity for, I think, both the teachers and the students. So, totally, totally. Yeah. And one thing that this a theme that I'm noticing from Poplar Tree as well is this idea that you're maybe the focus started with laptop distribution and you know support technical support, but now it's really grown into instructional leadership, right? And cultivating you know your collaboration skills and your ability to work on a team. And so, being on a, tech, a student tech squad, yeah, you learn technical skills that are that are going to help you in your in your life, but you're also learning these unbelievable collaboration and leadership skills that will support you throughout your education and throughout your, your life. And I think, in, in, to add to that, in two different environments, right? When you were virtual and then when you're, when you're coming back in school. And I think both of, those, both of those experiences are definitely going to contribute to the, to the person that you'll become. So you alluded to some challenges. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the pandemic has presented a lot of challenges. What are some of the challenges that you all are experiencing right now as, as Tech Squad members? So a few challenges I've been um, having is, um, so my teachers, um, so I'm in two honors classes, and um, I wanted to be in both of them. So I, so what I have noticed, I do not believe honor teachers know that some kids in their class have accommodations like me. I have accommodations in all my classes. And what um, gets me frustrated is um, I have to keep on reminding them that I have these accommodations in your class and I want you to know that I have them. And I want to make you remember that I have them so I don't have to keep on coming up to you. Oh, can I have this in an audio version? Oh, can I have this in a paper copy? Like having them remember their side for me to um, have my playing field leveled with all the other kids in my class that might ha have accommodations. So some challenges that I've faced, um, I think right now the biggest challenge I'm facing is Schoology. I used it over the summer um, for an online course, but I think that sometimes when assignments don't submit or um, properly or when we're unable to uh, comment on something or we're unable to like directly get to the teacher and figure out what's wrong with Schoology because most students are really scared to do that. But Schoology itself, I think that um, the teachers don't know, some of the teachers don't know how to use it that well, and then it's frustrating the teachers, but the students also don't know how to use it. So I feel like instead of taking this as a challenge, the students and teachers should learn together and um, work together to figure out Schoology instead of the teachers getting frustrated at the students for not understanding how it works. 
mic drop. Both of you all. Like, I really appreciate and I and Emmy, I was like squirming in my in my seat when you were talking about that because that should not be on you, right? Like that I can understand a reminder here and there. You have that relationship with your teacher, but um, thank you for, for advocating and, and bringing that up because I think that's so that's so important. Um, and with Schoology as well, we've talked about like we will never have this moment again where we come back for, or come back-ish from a pandemic, <laughs> right, with a new learning management system. How do we, like you're saying, Dr. Villa, like we can never go back. Like this is our moment to transform and be different. And, and Schoology is absolutely one of those opportunities. And I love that you mentioned learning together with it. Mm -hmm. I had this vision. I, I really did see um, our students being lead learners for Schoology, not just with their peers, but also with teachers. And um, I'm really hoping that this year, especially now that we're back in person and we might have more opportunities for face-to-face -face professional learning around Schoology, um, I would love to see that happen. So hopefully, I know we were just talking about challenges, and obviously we've, we've had some challenges just working as a team over the last two years or so, but um, I think Anushka, you gave just a great perspective on something that we can maybe create as like a goal um, or something like a, an action item for our team to do is provide those experiences to learn together. <clears throat> and that's really our, that's our last question yeah. is where, where are you going next? And it sounds like that's yeah. one place that you're going sure and yeah well I think we can we're, we'll be we'll have a little um, opportunity to engage some of our team at VISD when we do the kid talk at VISD this weekend um, so I do think we as I mentioned earlier we can take some of that momentum gained um, through that experience and um, perhaps provide some I know a lot of experts have been talking about some winter learning opportunities I know we've been talking to our leadership team here about having that as an opportunity for teachers so I think we can really um, focus on using that and, and having students drive some of that learning um, throughout the rest of the year. And it can, some of it can be connected to Schoology and other um, technology learning tools. So I know that's, that's something that I would like to see happen. Well, and to piggyback on that, um, I think one of the most um, powerful professional development opportunities we've engaged in over the last several years, especially when we were rolling out FCPS on, is when the students share their perspective with the teachers on how it's working and what the challenges are. And so just listening to Emmy and Anushka, Emmy, I think teachers have the best of intentions and, and yet what you're, what you're highlighting about accommodations and how important it is, I think hearing that more and more from, from more students to, to understand what students really need, whether they have formalized accommodations or not, is critical. And so it's giving me ideas for maybe, um, Pam, as we look forward to professional development in, the, um, in January, mm -hmm. how we can maybe engage some student panels talking about that. And Anushka, you know, leading, leading some of that work around Schoology, again, kind of going back to what we were saying, um, you know, with, with being virtual last year, the teachers valued the student um, guidance. And I think knowing from kids specifically what works, what doesn't work, what, what, what the challenges are, and how they can help guide um, the, that presentation of Schoology would be wonderful. So Pam, I think we'll get together probably <laughs> and have quite a few opportunities with our students to lead that professional learning. Because um, teachers value your voice, and we just need to provide more opportunity and time for that engagement between teachers and students. So true. We, uh, we come back to the questions, what, what do you want to amplify, what do you want to abandon, and what do you want to adapt? And so I feel like those, you know, those might be 
questions for students to think about, right? What, what, what was working from the pandemic and what do we want to do more of from you know, the lessons learned, like you said? What do we need to adapt? What tweaks do we need to make? And what really didn't work and we need to let go of? So what worked for me in the pandemic was um, actually being home because my mom was there and um, she would um, always just like, um, I um, still had accommodations in elementary school and sometimes I wouldn't get them, but um, my mom was always there to like, this is what you do, this is what you say, because I wasn't really the one who wanted to turn on my mic and say, yeah, I'm not, I'm not getting what I needed, but she like, took me in the path like you say this and then if they don't respond just ask again so definitely um advocating for myself is a big change now because we're back in person and i have seven different teachers i wasn't used to that last year so um reminding all of my teachers like um that i'm um having challenges in this class and i want it to be um I want to have my playing field leveled with everyone else. Do you, I, I'm wondering too if you all um, plan to continue to be um, on tech squads when you're when you move on to high school as well. If Chantilly has one, I will definitely want okay. yeah. to. I'll definitely yeah. want to do that. Though. I definitely mm -hmm. want to keep doing this. Um, partially, it's I'm interested in it for my career as well. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm definitely really interested in staying on squads for technology. Throughout high, throughout high school. Career? Did you say career? career? <laughs> <laughs> She's got a long-term vision. I love it. I love it. And they do have, yes, and Chantilly does have a, um, many, and many high schools have this, I believe. They have tech, technology aids, because they, they secondary schools with, with technology teams, we have a, a little bit more of a struggle, as I mentioned earlier, with just scheduling. Um, you know, it's having, trying to find time in the day, um, and if not during the day, after school. Um, students like Anushka, who have many, and I'm sure Emmy as well, but many different um, items and areas they want to explore. So um, finding time um, is, is a little bit a struggle at the middle school level. When you get to high school, they actually have a class that you can do, um, and it's a smaller group, and there's their tech aids, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, but there's an application process for it, and I think, I know Ms. Lysi and I have talked about the fact that um, you know, we, we start them off with that, and every student on our technology team at Rocky Run submitted a, um, a resume and an application, or through as an application. So we're already starting to, you know, get students exposed to that process of, of professionalism and, and approaching this type of leadership with, um, you know, just a professional lens, because you've got your Anushkas over here who are yeah. ready to go. <laughs> and that was when we were scheduling with you all, I was like, I remember thinking the beginning of FCPS on when we we're starting to see these tech squads pop up and I was so excited to see one at the elementary level and I'm like, we're gonna have these students who have had experience yes. like elementary, middle and yeah. high school. I'm so excited to see how that goes and here we are. Here yeah. we are now with um, students at the secondary level who have been like like Emmy, right? You've been you've been you've been a leader, a technology leader, um, in this in this pyramid for a while. So so I know this wasn't one of our scripted questions, but so you all are years into this journey of having the Padawan squad. I know when I was a teacher here, you, you had it as well. Um, what advice would you give to a school that might be listening to this and might not have a tech squad and might want to start one? Um, I do think having a, a solid vision for your team, uh, whether it's going to be that collaboration with the SFITs and the T-SPEC, I will, just from my perspective, I will say, I do think that's a very powerful um, 
uh, that's a very powerful uh, way to approach it if you have that um, it within your ability in your school to have the collaboration because you do have students who are really interested in the technology side of things. So having the support and collaboration with the T-SPEC um, to facilitate that because they do support that side of the of the work, um, and then also having the ESPITS um, perspective on the team where we would then make sure our students are focusing on ins the instructional impact and instructional opportunities and having the students be like instructional technology leaders at the school. So I do think that when you have that collaboration, it really is, I know that um, Ms. Lysi has experienced that at Poplar Tree when she was, Wooden was there and I know her T-SPEC now is also very supportive. So having a team uh, of two or more uh, teacher leaders is, is helpful or staff leaders is helpful you know having that vision statement we create a vision statement for our team at the beginning of the year and everything um, and then providing opportunities for students to lead making sure you make that a priority is um, working with your administration um, your principal your assistant principals um, to have that support to um, really actually um, provide opportunities in the building to to teachers and to peers as well so a couple of things to to maybe prioritize or keep in mind when you're developing a team. Um, I know I've shared our resume process and application process with other residents in the county. I know um, the elementary level, Ms. Lysi has a, probably a great system. And um, as again, many, many high schools already have that in place with their tech aides, so. What about from you all? Any advice that you would give to, to schools who are thinking about starting one of these? Um, I definitely think that you should start a, a tech squad because um, like all of you said, student voice is important and um, starting it at like a young age is good because you can understand how younger kids feel. So um, some of the younger kids might not um, want to share, but when you um, get them out of their shell, you can, um, you can know what their, um, what their challenges are and what you can fix. Uh, so maybe something that uh, that would help start a squad like this one would be to, um, like Ms. Gallietta said, have a set idea for what you want to accomplish before you start one because uh, that's really important and that way the students know what to focus on. Um, and I also think that keeping in mind the students and uh, this is a, like this would be a student squad so um, I've heard of students with experiences similar to this one, but the technology teacher, the leader, didn't really pay as much attention to what the students wanted. So really focusing on the students is important, um, mainly when the students are uh, new or to this or younger, like Emmy said. So that's important. You mentioned the... Um starting at a younger age, I do think, um, I think that's the power in having a, a pyramid of schools who collaborate. I know in the Chantilly Pyramid, we collaborate um, and we have um, over the years and it's been wonderful having those connections with elementary um, ESPITs, certainly because, you know, I can, Lisa Perlman over at Greenbrier and Leslie over, so it's, it's we can, I can send them the, I always send them the application for the tech uh, Padawan team at the end of the year um, that they can give to sixth graders who might be interested and everything. So I think whenever ESPITs can partner with their pyramid um, and their feeder schools, 
it's def I think, I mean, I, we have so many Padawans who were Paw Tech Squad members, um, but then we do have Padawans who weren't and, and have also had, you know, success and have grown on to be leaders too. So I think, and, and different entry points are going to be there regardless, but certainly that um, growth over their, you know, whole career is helpful. And there were so many parallels between your stories yes. and the stories we heard at Poplar Tree. Oh. So it's clear that you all are partnering and collaborating in this uh, on this journey yeah. together. Awesome. And I just appreciate the way Rocky Run has been this real champion for student voice and for amplifying student voice. Um, hearing you all today and hearing your journey too, and Emmy of being you know a part of the tech tech leadership you know for for multiple years. Um, and the great work that you do, Pam. I mean, that's really, that's the story of FCPS on, is centering the experiences and the stories and voices of students. So we just love to hear, you know, what you all are doing and how you continue to grow. And well, let me just jump in too and mention Ms. Johnson and Summer, how I have appreciated the, I, I can recall a couple of years ago when you came over and um, we had students sharing their experience with leading um, professional learning for teachers and she provided an opportunity for a couple of our Padawans to talk to ESPITS um, and share the story with it to hopefully gain some momentum around that in other schools and everything. And I think that um, that was, I know, like I, I, I love the fact that our students could see yes. that their experience had the opportunity to impact schools even outside of Rocky Run. So thank you for always, um, you know, reaching out and getting into schools and you know learning what we're doing yeah. and sharing what we're doing i know so we share that passion you're yeah. always my go-to as well Pam. <clears throat> we're talking about student voice i got some <laughs> <laughs> thank you all so much for sharing your stories with us we really appreciate yeah. your leadership yeah. and yeah. the opportunities that you've created sure. and we look forward to following your stories it continues as well Definitely. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's Story of Learning. Let's keep amplifying our voices.